0: Track by Track presents Midnight Vultures Track by Track. Today we're going to be talking about Broken Train, the seventh track from Midnight Vultures, released on the 23rd of November 1999. It was written by Beck, uh, and on the track we have uh, the usual people, Justin Middle johnson Roger Joseph Manning Jr., Joe Ronica. Uh, the track is 4 minutes 11, and joining me to talk about it today is Eric Carter. Hello, Eric. Hey there, Darren.
1: Happy to talk about
0: Beck. This is another of the tracks that was produced by Beck and Mickey mm-hmm. Um And this is based on a sample by, um, I think his name is uh, uh, Jacques Borel. Um, a track named O uh, Sivon." And it's the main kind of like piano line. If you if you can if you can kind of have the song in your head, that kind of main piano line is the is the thing that is kind of sampled from that track. Right. So that's kind of like the basis of the whole song. I mean, to me, like you know, this is kind of you know one of the kind of quieter tracks on the album. You know, a lot of the other tracks very kind of like, um, you know, kind of frenetic. You know, if you think of like the opening few tracks, if you think of the kind of brass line from Sex Laws, very kind of upbeat. Um, This is kind of a bit more of a a kind of laid back track, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it does feature like particularly like that kind of pre-chorus where Beck is singing They're Out of Control. Mm -hmm. Like he goes really into his kind of falsetto for that. Right, right. Um, So that's kind of one of the more kind of Princey things is just kind of just doing that a little bit just before getting into the kind of the chorus, which is only really one line, which is take a ride on a broken train. Right, Um, Right. You know, that's pretty much the whole chorus just repeated a couple of times. Um, you know, and interestingly, it doesn't sound like Beck has anyone doing backing vocals other than himself on this track. Right, right. Um, like in the chorus where you have that, like the hold on before he says, "Take a, a ride on a broken on a broken train." Um, that hold on, it just sounds like Beck, like I don't know, like four Beck's kind of like <laughs> quadruple tracking his voice. Like the, it doesn't sound like there's anyone else. And you know, and on the album up until this point, we've had a lot of kind of different backing singers and stuff. Um, so it's interesting that this feels like one of the smaller songs in terms of the production. Like, sure, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't feel like there's a ton of other people on here other than Beck, um, you know, which is kind of interesting. Again, kind of more Prince-like to just have you know yourself as your own backing vocalist, um, you know. And in terms of like a, a like a genre, I, I mean, I'm never quite. I mean, this whole album is you know a mix of different kind of genres, but to me, this, I mean, I don't know, this feels kind of, um, you know. I, 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 it's not like kind of like a dance song, but mm-hmm. I don't know, that sample kind of... I don't know, it's kind of interesting the way he uses that sample. Um, and there are, you know, little kind of like horn stabs here and there that, mm-hmm. to me, they don't sound like, you know, the horn players that have been on this album. It doesn't sound like real horns. It sounds a little bit kind of um, more synthesized. Right, um, right. So I don't know. It, I the, To me, the production kind of... It, it feels kind of very kind of like... Uh, I don't know, I'd say it's weird because it feels like it's more early kind of 90s best. right
1: it sounds like odelay or mellow gold like that that era of yeah. To me.
0: yeah so it's it's kind of like that indie kind of pop feel mm-hmm. um rather than the kind of more frenetic kind of um mixing of genres that a lot of the other tracks on this album kind of that have you know like right. the, there's a lot more there's a lot more times where he takes kind of you know, different bits of things and kind of mixes them together on earlier tracks, whereas this is... It feels like kind of one of the more straightforward songs mm-hmm. um, that that's on this album um, in terms of, like, uh, you know, the genre. And I guess, I mean, maybe that's just because the sample is very simple. That kind of... Mm-hmm. That piano kind of thing is very simple. There's also kind of like a... I don't know, it... I don't think it is, but it sounds like it's, uh, you know, uh, what's that thing called where you have the two metal poles? Yeah, and you, like, your
1: wave your hand yeah. in
0: front of it. What is that <laughs> thing called? I, I can't remember. And, I love I, that I, instrument. I know. There's a, it's a theremin. That's what it is. There you go. I knew it would come to me eventually. Uh, yeah, so there's like a. It almost sounds like a theremin line, but I don't think it is a theremin. Right, I think it, right. It, like I said, it sounds like it's a keyboard s- sample of a theremin, mm-hmm. rather than an actual theremin line. Yeah, I'm thinking if there had been a theremin on this album, it would have been someone would have been credited as. A right, theremin right. Player, but because they're so hard to kind of control, but the s- the sound kind of had. It sounds kind of spooky, but it's it's a. Mo- it sounds way more controlled than a theremin ever sounds because of the, you know uh-huh. the, the, the the kind of unpredictability of the theremin is is kind of what makes that instrument so. right it's like
1: that creepy spooky 50s ufo feeling uh <laughs> Yeah, uh,
0: so that sounds on here, but it's just it like it it doesn't sound as kind of as 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 like kind of a, a normal theremin does. It sounds like a sample of a theremin. Right, right. I mean, I might be wrong. It might have been an actual theremin, and someone might have done some kind of correction on the the tone or something. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so that that's kind of like so. I guess there is a little tiny bit of something interesting on this track, but mostly it's a kind of fairly straightforward, um, you know, production. And the way that Beck sings as well is kind of a little bit more kind of laid back and uh, and kind of more early 90s Beck than some of the other stuff that's been on here. Particularly if you think about something like Sex Laws, which has you know, a kind of lot of complexity in terms of, like, the vocals. Right, right. This is, this is kind of Beck, uh, almost kind of... I don't know, I don't want to say half asleep, because that sounds bad, <laughs> but, a kind, like, a really kind of laid-back, kind of simple delivery mm-hmm. um, to, to the kind of the verses, certainly. And then, obviously, we have the kind of, you know, the quadruple tracking of Beck on the, uh, on the choruses, mm-hmm. um, you know. So, I mean, he starts off saying, you know, the snipers are passed out in the bushes again, which... Like I don't know where these snipers are, but
1: um, I don't know. Maybe this is just people hunting deer or something. Mm-hmm. But I get a very political feeling from the lyrics in this song, despite the fact that. Oh, it's... Oh really? It, it yeah because yeah. I'm, like it's talking about riots yeah. started. I, glad yeah, I, got my I guess suit yeah. Dry there's clean. riots. Spread line. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The, I guess yeah, because the next line is, "I'm glad I got my dry suit clean before the riots again." Right. Uh, sorry, right. before the riots started. Um, and then he's like, only because there's rehashed faces on the breadline tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you've got riots in the breadline. Um, uh, Soon you'll be a figment of some infamous life. Uh, billionaire smile, like, weapons passing out platinum pensions. Right. Now, I would say this. I have a feeling, um, and I mean, you know, someone might have to kind of fact check me on this, but I don't think that in the year 1999... Mm-hmm billionaires were particularly common um really these days these days it feels like billionaires are ten a penny but i think even i think back in 1999 you're probably talking you know only like bill gates and you know a couple of other like really wealthy kind of like um you know billionaires actually existed
1: well warren buffett or like uh was was he that rich by that point
0: I think he was. I think he was definitely a billionaire if if uh, certainly a multimillionaire. Right, right. But like even even Bill Gates, even Bill Gates, you know, were went from being like, you know, he, he was a multimillionaire for a long time mm-hmm. and it took him a while before he became a billionaire. Right, right. Um, you know, and I don't think he really achieved that until this is going to sound a weird link but Windows XP. I think by the time Windows X Windows XP you know, dominated computer desktops in a way that had been previously unseen. Right. And I think it was only with that that Microsoft finally kind of became a billion-dollar company, Mm -hmm. whereas previously they had kind of been, you know, multi-millionaire companies, um, you know, up until that point. And obviously, you know, Apple was still kind of recovering a little bit in the in the late 90s they still weren't gigantic you know i don't think itunes one was until like 2002 so Mm -hmm. and that was the that was the point which kind of started to so i when he says billionaires smile like weapons you know like when he's singing that line billionaires are still a novelty whereas today (laughs) it's so it's so (laughs) that
1: people make make a billion dollars and have that and yeah. yeah
0: Yeah, it's it's become a lot more common, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, one would say, but yeah, like, but this whole kind of like platinum pensions as well. I guess that's a little bit political as well. Um, you know, obviously a lot of pensions, but well, particularly around the time of this. And this is it's funny because you know this album came out before the dot com bubble burst. Mm. Um, you know, so there's still a little bit of you know like. Um, you know, in fact, it's even weirder to think that this this album came out <laughs> yeah. um, like thirty eight days before the end of the millennium. So, uh, if you define the millennium by the end of nineteen ninety nine, uh. I think most people do. Uh, some uh. crazy people define it by the end of two thousand. So right, uh, right. Um, it's not until two thousand
1: one yeah. that it's the real millennium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, the oh, the years
0: of that debate. Yeah. So <laughs> um, you know. So yeah. So it's interesting that like the stuff that he's talking about here. Uh, I guess, like the idea, like you know, we've had two stock market crashes since right. this album came out. You know, where people's pensions would have been wiped out mm-hmm. by you know, st- you know those kind of crashes. So it's interesting that he's talking about you know, like kind of platinum pensions, like mm-hmm. you know, pa- pensions mm-hmm. that are effectively are kind of guaranteed. All right. um, you know. Uh, And then, you know, we get the kind of, you know, they're out of control. No one knows how low they'll go. So I get, you know, I guess that's a commentary on, you know, maybe billionaires, the breadline riots. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know. We don't know who the the, the, who is going, how low they're going to go. But, you know, I'm going to guess maybe he's that pre-chorus is referring to uh billionaires right right uh, but i mean i don't i mean i don't know if the rest of the song is as kind of like blatantly political as that you
1: know like... i mean he's talking about bra burning deportees uh they know that beige is the color of resignation i, I feel like there is some stuff in here that that's definitely uh yeah it kind of goes out after that yeah i was gonna say like i don't, i mean i don't know like the the beige is that the color of their
0: bras um, I, I assume Is that so. the color of the service stations? Like mm-hmm. you know, it's what is people what are is riding
1: beige? because the the life that that is kind of presented before them is is awful.
0: I get, I mean I guess I think as well like this kind of um, you know take a ride on a broken train. Mm-hmm again that does feel maybe a little political it's like a commentary
1: possibly on on you know how public shitty public transport. transportation is and how this is the only way that you have the to get around essentially
0: or i would say that the broken train maybe uh, you could read it as uh, you know the the u.s economy right you know right. is a is a broken train you know like mm-hmm. the, the thing that is producing these billionaires and uh, you know the riots and, and the bread lines maybe you, you know that doesn't to me, if you have a breadline, um, that doesn't that doesn't sound like a society that is working. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't want to get too political, but I don't <laughs> think people should be starving, you know? Like Right, right. I mean, that's maybe that's a radical stance to take, but um yeah. So I mean we, we kinda of then have the kind of the pre chorus again of the, you know, they're out of control, um, and then back into the, you know, the chorus um you know but i i i kind of like there's always there's always there's a little um there's like a little solo as well which isn't i don't know what you would call exactly. it a solo of because right. i can't really kind of tell the instrument but there's kind of like a synthesizer solo type thing with, that has that kind of you know the theremin sound and mm-hmm. then it has like some kind of horn sound and it just looks like a small a more, it's kind of small solo before we kind of go back to the um, the verse, right, um, oh, and and that uh, which again it's like shining like cr- crystal tiaras, ghettos and grey Riviera. Um, this is the real me, ladies. You won't find no shelter here. <laughs> um, and then I I don't know, but I kind of love Beck delivering. Tell me what's your zip code, baby. Mm-hmm. Did you ever let a cowboy sit on your lap? And the, kind of all the instrumentation kind of drops out as he delivers that line, and it's kind of weird. It's almost like. Um, you know, if this were in some kind of like you know club setting or something, you could kind of just imagine everybody kind of going quiet and just hearing Beck saying, <laughs> right. "Did you ever let a cowboy sit on your lap?" And just everyone kind of just looking at him, and then like all the instruments come back in as if to kind of you know stop Beck from being so embarrassed. It's kind of it's a yeah. nice little touch. It,
1: it is. Um,
0: fun. And towards the end, we get the uh, you know the restatement of "We're out of control," um, you know, which. Uh, which is kind of changing the pre-chorus from "they're out of control," um, so it's now "we're out of control." Mm-hmm. And it's like "hold on, we're out of control," um, you know. And that kind of escalates a little bit before we get the "take her ride on a broken train As, mm-hmm. as the song finishes and kind of all the instrumentation drops out, right. um, and there's almost like a to me, it, I don't know how to kind of sum up the final sound, but it's like the sound of like a like a a record needle almost kind mm-hmm. of I, like I don't know. As everything kind of disappears and kind of fades out, you just have that one kind of noise just before it, it kind of goes into the next song um, right you know so I, I don't know it, it i it's it's kind of just i don't know the, the kind of production kind of drops out and just finish it with this this kind of sound at the end of the, uh, the the song um but you know it does finish with stating the title and i'm always a fan of a song that finishes with the title right um but yeah you know like i feel like there's an there is an element of i don't know political stuff here but you know because most of the lyrics on this album are kind of nonsensical mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. kind of stream, of, stream consciousness. of
1: consciousness, which is always Beck's thing. So yeah,
0: yeah, it's very hard to kind of pin it down to exactly what his, um, you know, his his thesis
1: is, right? Yeah,
0: particularly as you know, um, it's not like he ever says where they are. You know, he doesn't say right, what city right. they're in, where these riots are, or you know, where this broken train is. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, so everything is kind of just very vague but you know that's that's kind of the flavour of this album is that you know there's not it's like Beck is not really taking a stance on anything in uh-huh. any songs he's kind of just vaguely like occasionally he'll say something that seems a little political um. but then you know he kind of moves on very quickly so you're like oh I I guess like I don't know. He's he's curious about people and cowboys at one point, and that's you right, kind of by the right. end of the song. That's kind of really what you're left with. <laughs> I like the production on this. Uh, like I said, you know, we have we do have you know it does. It, it's kind of very straightforward mm-hmm. in terms of its structure. It and... feels familiar for Beck.
1: It feels like this is this is where he's been before. It's largely revisiting uh, the catalog that he's 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 been accustomed to, uh, and so just hearing that harmonica again and hearing. Hearing all of the the things that I put on back when I think of Beck. it, it was nice to, to come to this.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's the thing is as well, you know. Now we're kind of in the in the back half of the album, mm-hmm. um, you know. This like we're past the midway point, which was Peaches and Cream, right? Um, you know, and Peaches and Cream is a song that has a lot more kind of like falsetto in, <laughs> right? It has um, that Prince you know, kind
1: of uh, uh, influence,
0: yeah. Yeah, so to go from that to this, it's kind of interesting because that does feel like Peaches and Cream... I feel like Pinches and Cream, Sex Laws, you know, uh, Deborah, Mm -hmm. um, Mixed Business, those are kind of the songs that kind of sum up this album in terms of what you think of when you think of this album. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas I think Broken Train is, like you say, is a little bit more of a throwback. Right. In terms of, you know, it sounds a little bit more like the Beck of Old. Um, Not quite as much as, um, I think, Beautiful Way, Mm -hmm. I would say is probably kind of like the most kind of, you know, i don't know old folk kind of like sound that beck has on this album which kind of is a bit more like his kind of very early stuff Uh, but yeah this certainly sounds like kind of more indie early 90s beck um Hmm. i would say for myself as well um probably about uh four and a half out of five maybe i don't know i maybe ran that down to a four out of
1: five yeah that's what i was going to come to
0: yeah i think it's you know i think it's kind of like a very straightforward song um, and like I said, a little bit kind of less genre mixing than some of the other tracks that are on this album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, which are kind of more, I don't know, more experimental, I would say. I mean, you know, we get that kind of theremin sound. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we get, this, we get this kind of very simple piano sample that's on there. Uh, but mostly it's it's kind of about as straightforward as any of the songs on this album get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I, think, I think the thing is as well, within the kind of, within the album um i think it works really well between peaches and cream and you know milk and honey those songs mm-hmm. feel a bit more kind of out there so this is a nice little break um you know in terms of right. the running order i mean you know this to me uh, you know and i'm sure i've mentioned this on some of the other tracks as well is you know this is very much an album that feels like it needs to be listened to as an album
1: right right i, I having having just listened to it for the first time this morning i would definitely agree with that uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it it like it's not that it's not like there's a you know uh, it's not like it's a concept album or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like the way that Beck wrote the album, the way that it's sequenced, there is a, there's a certain kind of logic to listen to you right. know the songs in in a certain order. And I think I the think, order uh,
1: that Beck's picked is probably are, the, are best the, one. the singles on the album. The first three or four songs.
0: Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I, I mean, like the...
1: you get the very like this is what he's doing with the album, and then it, it's allowed to kind of transform or or become different things as the album kind of goes on but like those first couple singles are like the clear like this is what he's trying to put out there for this for this era
0: and also like the videos as well are kind of a little bit out there as well so Mm -hmm. i don't know well i mean they they fit with kind of the style of the song so it's it it kind of gives you a bit more of an idea of you know what the experimentation beck is doing you Mm -hmm. know in terms of this album um you know which i would say is not that much it's not that much further from what he was doing on the previous album Mm -hmm. but i i think for a lot of people this this kind of felt like beck taking a a bit of a strange turn you know i remember when it came out that people were like you know what you know not not kind of aghast but kind of interested as to like oh beck is not doing what he's previously done Mm -hmm. um you know he's taking it in a different direction but when you listen to it you know with his other 90s stuff. It still sounds roughly the same. <laughs> so, right, right. Um, yeah, no, it's not completely out there. Uh, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I feel like we said about as much as we can about Broken Train. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug, Eric?
1: Um, you can find me on Twitter at Erich Kino, E R I C H K I N O. Um, you can also listen to my podcast, Topic TVD Podcast, on uh, iTunes. I don't think we're on Google Play yet. I have to, I have to figure that out.
0: Uh, and you can normally find me on Prince Trap by Track. Uh, which you can find on Twitter at Prince podcast, or find on you know, various other podcasting things uh, by searching for Prince Track by Track. Uh, thanks once more for being my
1: guest here, Eric. Oh, it was my pleasure, uh, Darren. No problem. Uh, and otherwise, goodbye. Goodbye. I got a little bit of sympathy for you, girl.
0: Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm, I'm a full grown man and i'm not a afraid to, to.